Welcome to The Event Brew, where event professionals from different backgrounds talk about the latest, most controversial, and interesting topics dominating the minds of the industry right now. This is a candid conversation, the likes of which can only otherwise be found late at night in host hotel lobby bars during industry conferences. So relax and drop in on what event pros really say when no one else is around. This show is brought to you by Endless Events, the event management company that tells you how it really is. Now, let's brew something up. Welcome back to Event Brew. All of the Brewster, what do we call the audience? Are they Brew, Brewster? Brew crew is what Tui calls them, so I think that's what we've been calling but, them since then. But aren't we the Brew crew? No, you what are we? Are. No, we're Event Brew. Everyone's so part of the us? Brew crew. I think we're the Brew crew, and then they're like brewers. But I don't know. They can choose, oh, they too. Brewers. They can brewers is fun. All right. So uh, welcome back, all you brewers. <laughs> I don't, we're going to work on that. We're going to work on that. Um, I realized that the last time I did this, I didn't introduce myself. So I'm going to go first this week. My name is Dustin, Ooh. and I'm with One West Events in the beautiful land of the free Canada. Is Canada the land of the free, or is the states the land? No, yeah, yeah. Everything's definitely more free than the United okay. States. Okay, great, great. <laughs> um, I am joined by two of our three lovely hosts. Nick is on parent duty today, so we decided to let him have a day off to do all the things that parents need to do. Un- unrelatable to the three of us, um, I have the always effervescent and beautiful Tui Deep with Hot. Hello, hello. You use such big like adjectives for me. I gotta. Listen, I only have, I, I only have a few to use, so I have to use them repeatedly. <laughs> it's not a long list, so I gotta. I yeah. I'll 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 change it up every month. I can't promise to change it up every week. And then we have the equally beautiful and effervescent Will Curran with Endless Thank Events. You. I was really hard on you in the last episode. I actually was worried about it before I went to bed. I was like, oh, I shouldn't be so hard on Willie's week. So I decided. <laughs> I decided this week I'm gonna take I'm gonna take it easy on you a little bit. Oh, thank you, thank you. I'll go extra hard on you this week then. Great, can't wait. <laughs> um, in event brew tradition, what is everybody drinking? It's gonna be an all tea team. I can tell already. Let's start with mm-hmm. Tui. Team tea for sure. All right. Well, this one is actually in honor of Will. <laughs> uh, oh. I went to Whole Foods yesterday and I went to go get dessert. And this is gonna sound so silly, but like. My dessert, dessert is tea? no. It's horse. Horse. It's organic. <laughs> <laughs> like horse blood <laughs> because it's like so silly. It's this organic chocolate, low fat milk, but it's oh yeah, Horizon it's like organic. Yeah, yeah, Horizon's the brand, but I don't know why they just taste so yummy. And so oh, I, so this is like the only time I'll drink straight up milk is Cho- when I want to have a little milk. dessert. Chocolate milk. Great. Yeah, I feel like a little kid. <laughs> when I was a kid, so, someone ruined chocolate milk. So, like, I, I, I used to drink it a lot more. And then someone said to me, chocolate milk is just all the milk that's gone bad. And then they add chocolate flavor oh, to it. Oh, I've heard that. <laughs> well, then like, more cool. chocolate milk for me. And here, let's see if their sound effects will go in. So, it's a sip it or gulp it. Oh, Ooh. no, that didn't work. Do you guys hear that? Yeah. No, a little bit. No, not really. All right, well. <laughs> okay. Was it a gulp or a sip? We need to know. Well, I'm trying to s- shove the straw into... Oh, there we go. I, you Do you guys hear that? Be careful over there. Yeah. yeah. Mm. 
So chocolate milk for Tui. Um, she just took that out of her Hello Kitty and lunch like box, box, and she'll too. be having a nice crudite and a nap after. <laughs> Wonderful. Uh, William, what are you drinking? What kind of matcha are we drinking today? Well, I'm going to be honest with you. Oolong tea? <laughs> I know I'm drinking honest green tea. Honey oh. green tea. Oh. It's just a tad sweet, like you. Hmm. Um, <laughs> uh, but yeah, I was uh, I was rushing from a lunch meeting to get back here, so bottled tea it is today. Bottled tea it is. Listen, you got to do what you can with what you have. I totally get it. Well, I'm drinking a cold beer, nothing fancy today. I'm drinking a Coors Original, which is uh, unusual for me because I don't usually drink these, and they're randomly in my fridge. I do not know who brought them here, but uh, mm. that's what I'm drinking. I thought you were going to say it's unusual for you because it's something American that you like. Uh, no. <clears throat> that, that <was laughs> I, I, so I think in Canada we could only get Coors Light forever. And I think having oh, really? like the original Coors is a fairly recent thing here. Oh, interesting. Um, yeah. So, yeah. It's a very stampede time drink. So, like, everywhere you go, there's just, like, Coors banners on every patio. And it's just, like, a cheap stampede beer tub beer. That's interesting. So, yeah, that's what I'm going to drink. I wish I had something fancier for you. I wish I had some organic tea that was going to change the world, but I'm just not that kind of guy. Well, I'm sure there'll be enough flavor for t- from today's episode. To I'm sure there will. So today we are talking about, as I was driving home from the office, I thought, please don't make us talk about the fucking Oscars. Please. <laughs> and then I saw the link. Where were thought, you for that Slack chat? We were talking I about know, topics. <laughs> I know. I should have I said it there. But here we are. And uh, we're going to talk a little bit about the Oscars. We're going to talk a little bit about the slap heard around the world. We're going to put our put our event hats on and ask ourselves, what would you do? And uh, how would you deal with that? So um, maybe we won't start with the nitty gritty stuff first. Why don't we, I'd love to just, Tui, let's start with talking about like the stunning stage design and just the, yeah. over, the overall presentation of the Oscars, which I think they did an amazing job of. I agree. And I, that's what I, I don't know about you guys, but I like watch all these, you know, Super Bowl and all those things just for st- production and the stage set. They did two, didn't they? Like halfway between. I thought I, I heard that or I saw that, or maybe they changed the colors and whatnot, but beautiful. I love the, I love the dimension in it with what was on stage, what was happening with their, that beautiful backdrop. And then it just looked beautiful on stage. Cause I, I've been to this venue and it's incredible what they can do from live TV to like being there in person. And so I really enjoyed that. What about you guys? Yeah, I think they did. I think they did a great job. And I think that that television is getting better and better at nailing this. I think as cameras and broadcasts get more high quality, I think sometimes the quality of the sets don't keep up with it and they, they can look a little bit fake, but there was something super vibrant about that. And that could also be from two years of looking at crappy webcams and zoom meetings, but it was definitely eye catching and really crisp. Um, Will from a like, from your technical and design eye, did you appreciate this year's Oscar stage design? Well, it's a good point about like more, more people getting 4k TVs means you can put more detail into the stage designs. Um, I'm, I'm not going to lie. I actually didn't. This is terrible because I love movies. I didn't get to watch the Oscars this year. Um, so I was mainly catching up and just watching like live, live news. But, um, when you said the stage design, I was like, Oh, I have no idea what the stage design looked like. And looking at it, they used, <laughs> I Googled the stage design had 90,000 Swarovski crystals in the stage design. Crazy. 
That's like nuts, <laughs> but it does look very, very cool. Like I'm looking at this one picture where it's kind of like got this gold look to it, and it's almost. Uh, I mean, I, ironically, it's like the the fact that like a Bond movie was a part of the the Oscars is very like Bond esque. It kind of like mm-hmm. like twirls into itself, um, and like you said, Tui, I love the layers to it. It's very, very unique, and I think it's very like it's classy yet modern at the same time, and. You know, I like it a lot. I think it looks really, really clean. And, you know, I would de- I would say, like, you could totally reuse this exact design for one of your corporate events and it could totally fit in, too. So, yeah, I think it's uh, it's incredible. I'm probably not 90,000 Swarovski crystals, but, you know, you could replace it with something else. <laughs> no, I don't think so. Um, I, I don't know if this is different because I don't know that I'm the most, like, avid Oscar follower, but... They the way the seating was configured seemed different this year. Like they were all sitting in lounges in the front, and it just I think that you know for what it was on camera, I thought it looked really slick. It didn't feel like it was just a theater show. Mm. You know, that's a good question because yeah, usually they do the theater seats in the front, and mm-hmm. then kind of it's usually yeah primarily theater seat. I'm gonna look to see if it changed from last year. Um, no, it looks like they. Oh no, this is something totally different. Um, this is a problem when you search Oscar stage design, then you find like all these people are like recreating it um, <laughs> mm. for their like their smaller events. But um, yeah, actually, I believe if this is correct, this is the first year they've done that kind of lounge seating on there. It, um, so yeah, good good eye. Looks like last year was also uh, was more the like traditional theater seating, which is awesome. Like I'll take all the different stages. It reminds me of like I don't know if we ever did on Event Brew, um, but we I think we did a webinar where we talked about Event Icons, Dustin. When you did um, uh, what's it called, Go West design? How you did like the different uh, like lay- layers they had for for mm-hmm. that show? Like I always thought that was so smart, and I've always told like my clients, I'm like, look, like don't put everybody in the same seat because not everybody wants to sit in. Some people want to be in lounge, some people want to be couches, some people armchairs, some people like tables, some people want to have like, you know, the classroom style setting, but you got to give them a choice, you know? Yeah, totally. Yeah, well done. Um, I think overall it looked really good. Um, I was reading, I don't know if either of you read the BizBash article that was put together um, on BizBash. You should go find it. We'll put it in the show notes. Um, And there was some event producers that gave it a grade and my uh, dear longtime friend Carrie Miller left some comments in here um, she gave it a B um, and I think yeah just you know reinforce some of the things we were saying about the stage was really good um, she comments on some of the the um, the the switching was a bit clunky um, which I think is a usual Oscars thing well, you know uh, when you gotta like live pull away from crazy things that are happening you know Yeah, but there's some there's some yeah there's some great opinions in here on this BizBash article, so you should definitely check it out. How do we feel about event profs publicly giving things a grade? I like it. I think that we need to be more critical of each other's work more often and be able to share each other's designs and things like that. Um, I've always loved this article um, to like give people like their thought processes on it um, and kind of review it. Um, Tui, what do you think? Well, my VP Kate did the grading for Bish Bash article on the Super Bowl. So I actually, I gotta say, I also enjoy it. I enjoy it because we're professionals grading something that we are in know of. There's a lot, especially after night, during the evening, the next day, still happening. A lot of opinions from just, you know, anyone that 
has a phone that can make a post or a story about that was one thing and I know we'll dive in deeper into it but one of the things I would question is like you are a cheerleading coach in you know in the south how do you know anything about you know like it's just there's there's credibility when it comes to professionals rating something that we are in know of so yeah I enjoy it getting them their perspective if you think about a vampire it's just it's all opinionated so. That's true. Mm-hmm. That's a good point. But we're professionals, so. I mean, I'm, I'm barely there. <laughs> mm-hmm. I think it's worth mentioning. I can't find an article on it, which might be telling itself, but I believe this is the first time they had an all-black production team that put the Oscars together. So the producer of the Oscars <clears throat> for the first time um, was a really talented black man, and I want to find it, and I cannot find it. Um, I can hear Will madly typing away to save me in this. Um, but yeah, that I think is a, is an important, um, is an important step for the Oscars because they've been on the wrong side of that for quite some time. Um, yeah, we found something right here. Will Packard. Yes, of course. Yeah. Will Will Packard led the first all, all black production team. Yeah. That's, that was a good catch. Yeah. Yeah. This is awesome. Yeah. Anything of note in that article, Will? As I quickly read it as fast as I can. This is what I do sometimes when we, when we talk about things. I kind of like fact check ourselves and see if I can find additional articles we can link to. But um, yeah, it's 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 very interesting. Obviously, like um, it's talking a lot about like uh, the Venus and Serena Williams uh, stuff as part of it. Um, yeah, I never thought about this that uh, Regina Hall and Wanda Sykes were also. Um, mm-hmm on it but uh and then obviously amy schumer but amy schumer's obviously not black mm-hmm. um yeah it, it looks like it was like very intentional in a lot of ways it's just talking kind of through this article it's an interview with will packard and he's from st petersburg um so they're basically t- kind of talking about i think this is from his hometown kind of talking about how he how he did it and stuff like that so we'll include a link to it but yeah it just seems like it, it was a very like important it says the opportunity that presents for our city is to preserve and present and interpret and celebrate african-american history which is really cool i mean like it just continues to bring more light to it and awareness yeah <clears throat> yeah i thought that i thought it was a great cool. job and i think they did a great job as well um we're Wait, gonna get I just to thought about this before we go okay just because of this past oscar amy would be dustin that would just come in after and be like did something happen there's a little tension here i feel like i would be lady gaga with like you got this like mm-hmm. supporting someone. Yeah. And I was thinking, uh, Nicole Kidman would be Nick. <laughs> oh my gosh. What's Nicole Kidman up to? I just see her before every single AMC movie these days. So I'm like, I didn't even oh, know she was yeah. doing anything. So I'll have to rewatch because now I want to see. She, how she was, was um, Lucy. Oh, okay. Believe. Okay. That's right. That's right. That's right. Mm-hmm. Okay. So like, continue. To- I, I don't get a role. Oh, I, oh, I, I will. I, well, I want well to- your name is <laughs> Will. So. Oh. <laughs> I would never ever slap anybody. So, yeah, I don't have a place. I think I've ever slapped anybody. I don't have a role. I would. For no. I'm <laughs> waiting for that opportunity. Well, I think that <laughs> might just be the shittiest segue ever to talk about <laughs> the the great slap heard around the world, which I can't believe I'm actually having a conversation about because I just find the whole thing to be so like just so disgusting. And um, by the time you hear this, it will be you'll be so over it. But I think it begs a really important question. As we are talking about events and event producers, like, holy shit, are you prepared for that? Are you prepared for something like that to happen? And uh, and what do we what do we do in that case? Is that 
You know, that really could happen anywhere at any time. And I think mm-hmm. it's easy to think about it in our terms and say, oh, it would be some random guest that would go up and slap an entertainer or slap the CEO. But what if it was the executive vice president that went up and slapped the CEO? Yeah, like, that's it's, probably there's there's yeah. a lot of there's a lot of complication in that where I think that mm-hmm. it's really easy to say I would do exactly this. But I think it's I don't think it's a, I don't think it's that black and white. And I think that that you know, the violence is obviously completely unacceptable and appalling. And, you know, I have my opinion of what should have happened in this situation, but I, I don't know that it's just this super clear answer that it would have been, you know, we would have had a SWAT team on standby that would have taken them down and dragged them out the back door. That's not always the way things work. And I think that, you know, criticizing from the sidelines on how it was handled without fully understanding everything that's at play is really unfair. So don't think it should have happened. I don't know that I've got a big critique or a, what the what the you know the the stage team should have done because it's such an unexpected thing and such an unexpected place. Um, but I'm curious to know, like, what from an event prop watching that, like, what's what is how does it make you feel? What is that? You know, what were the first first things that went through your head? Always starting with Tui. Well, I want well before, real quick, but I'll take it to Tui to answer this question. But like, I think it's a good place to start with, like, almost watching different parts of this event, like this this piece of the event that happened and maybe learnings that we can all have from it because yeah i mean mm-hmm. we have no we don't have the clear calm recording of that night we have no idea what actually happened and you know hearing them you know they could have been like oh you know it's will smith he's gonna go up and like you know hug him or you know we we, we don't know but like let's maybe start with the beginning which is you know scripting probably mm-hmm. is where this all started with so I, I haven't done actually a ton of research into exactly how this all happened i'm sure there is some more so maybe if you guys have seen it you can shed some light but like my understanding is most presenters at the oscars they sometimes do a little bit of ad lib but like it's primarily scripted correct they're reading off a teleprompter so like yeah. do you think it do you think that this all starts with the scripting Tui? absolutely and actually well i'm 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 going to turn over to you after because I'm really intrigued by your um, answers. And so I watched the Oscars here in L.A., but with a bunch of my non-event friends. So they're actors and actresses and in advertising. And they were also confused when it happened. And so one of the things we brought up was, you guys, this is scripted. Like, totally. That was approved. <clears throat> Chris Rock's scripts, like his jokes, were definitely had to get approved by the show, run, you know, Mm-hmm. by a lot of people on the production team for approval. And so, yes, I think scripting one went just horribly wrong. The other thing that I keep reading is that is absolutely unacceptable. Like Chris was working that evening hosting and for that to happen. Um, well, I want to turn it over to you. Do you guys, well, actually no. And one more thing, social media and just how we receive content. So of course the Oscar put that blank page on it actually went a little for me it it like kind of happened a couple times where it kept flashing the just the oscar kind of sheet and then they tried to yes they bleeped it out but of course in two of the countries they showcased like what was actually said so everyone heard it even though there was and that was really interesting to me because i feel like now that everyone goes on these platforms on social media they can easily just find a link to to watch what really happened mm-hmm. that's something to consider going forward too is okay what is the emergency plan and how do we go about showcasing that because yes they tried their best to to censor it yet everyone found out and so on a production level will like what do you think that the oscars did a great good job or could they have done anything more 
in regards to saving that yeah moment for the public i'm not sure if this is all obvious to anyone like maybe after virtual events more people have broadcast his uh like experience than 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 used to have but for most people know most live tv is put on what's called a delay so basically what they do is like everything that's getting the janet jackson delay (laughs) yeah the janet jackson delay yeah it's basically a 30 second like they record everything they have 30 seconds and then basically if something bad happens they have the ability to be like oh we'll we'll fix that real quick like like cut to a commercial before that even happens right um so i think it's really interesting that i I believe what i heard when i read is that when it broadcast like they went to the logo but they actually kept the audio so you actually you actually heard what am happening? So I think the delay is good, but you need a video operator and an audio operator who are like on their toes, right? But it's one of these tough things, right? Because the the operators are probably not versed in knowing exactly, you know, what's supposed to happen and this and that. Like as that starts happening, you go, well, wait. This is this might be good TV. I might totally. maybe I should have to this. Uh, totally. Maybe your producer is saying I don't know what's going on. Then everyone's wondering, oh, is is Chris Rock okay? Oh, is Will okay? Like right. So they're all looking around. So I think there's a little bit of chaos that ends up having. But having mm-hmm. a delay is really really helpful. And I think it's something for us all to keep in mind when we're doing virtual events. Is throw your stuff on delay. And I'm not talking about like the time it takes for it to when you broadcast it for it to reach the end user. Like it legitimately, it's like a pre-recorded delay. Um, it's a system that you use. I think that's really really helpful. So I think they did that right. To that they had that they just couldn't catch it i think that the problem was with all things that are usually a little weird and you know this probably hasn't happened in many years at the oscars if ever you know no one knew exactly what to do so i think that's Mm -hmm. the one thing is knowing what that contingency is and i also know that probably having somebody who could have made the ultimate call probably would have fixed that too Mm -hmm. i'm sure that the audio engineers and video engineers were listening to 20 different people yell in their ears to do what to know what to do but i think having that clear cut someone who has said let it keep going or don't but obviously like you said it kept cutting back and forth they were probably seeing some confusion Mm -hmm. um on there too um so i think that was really good i think having it scripted helps a ton um but yeah like just having a cohesive team having a delay and just having a really well run show that you know when things are off script what to do I think that's the best you can do basically in those situations. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I definitely don't <clears throat> I don't envy the position that they that everyone was in on the uh, production side of that and knowing what to do because I think I think I think well you make the best point where it's like either this is a disaster or it's great TV, right? Mm-hmm. And I think that you know was that an opportunity to catch something that was unscripted that would have been you know, really great to see, like nobody knew what he was getting up to do. And even after it happened, like the angle that everybody saw, not going to lie, looked fake. Like even, even when you watch it, yeah. you're like, was that real? Did that really happen? And I think, and I think a lot of people thought it was staged because it just looked so staged and mm-hmm. yeah. And I'm always one to be like, was that, did that really happen? Is that, was, was there a part of that that was planned and it got out of hand? Was there like, it just, you know, on the, the broadcast that you got to see on social media, it looked a bit too clean. Like those cameras are in the right place at the right time. He's yelling from the audience. You can hear him clear as day. He's not mic. Like there's just some things that are like, this is a bit, a bit strange. And you know, there's, I, I don't, I don't know that it's smart to get into to why and what the, what the hell, but it's becoming clear that it clearly was not a planned thing. And, um, it's a, I think it's a career killer for, for a couple people. I think it's going to be really, really damaging for, for both of them, which really sucks for one of them. Chris um, Rock's, um, comedy tour, like 
attendance and and buying of tickets went I know, spiked. But, but like Howard Stern said this morning on Howard Stern's show, they were talking about it, and he said this morning he said he's now forever the guy that's going to be known as the guy that got bitch slapped at the at the Oscars, right? Like that's you know like and when you when you know Chris Rock and you know his comedy, like that actually goes against the bravado that he is. Right. So now that's like, that's, mm. you know, what Howard Stern was like, I would sue them for, I would sue Will Smith for, for $200 million because he's Howard Stern and oh, he yeah, just likes, that. he likes big statements. But, <laughs> but, but he's not wrong. There is damage to the reputation there. And yes, of course, tickets are going to skyrocket. But now he's going to be known for that. And that's not what he was known for two days ago or however long ago the Oscars were. And I think that, I think that's such a fucking shame. Not to mention he was assaulted. Like, but. Anyways, all of that, all of that aside. For the safety of just the presenters and just everyone, I, like, it should just, especially if you're having that kind of layout, this is like going into my design mind, is I think of like Kanye and Taylor Swift as well. And like, why are people, like when you think of a concert, no one has access up on that stage. And I get it from like a beautiful camera views and this, that, and the other. Yeah, is this a time now to consider, okay, where's security in <laughs> yeah. this matter to pull someone off or to, yeah. you know, or is it now in the Ooh. invitations when you, where you kind of you like consent to saying, I'm not going to go on stage. I'm going to stay in my seat. You know, like, are yeah. there needed? Because that is common sense, right? Before all, and then now all these things are happening where you're like, well, now do I have to explain it? Because someone... Yeah, I think nope. I think now event profs can say anything can happen anywhere with any audience. Yeah. And I yeah, think 100%. that's that's the important takeaway to say that, you know, you couldn't imagine this happening at a company event or at an AGM <laughs> or you would you would never think that would happen because it's a room full of friends. And now as event profs, we have to think that can happen. It literally can happen anywhere between any two people. And does that mean that we need to put up, you know, bike racks or barriers between the stage and our audience? No, but we better have a plan and we better, we better think through, you know, all, all things. I don't know. I can tell you the, the hundreds and hundreds and hundreds of time where I never even thought something like that could happen where I might now be like, okay, let's, let's, <laughs> let's have somebody side stage that can, can help run defense. And, and I think that that's an important lesson to be learned. I thought I, that's such a great point. Dustin, that's exactly what I was thinking too, is like so many times when I'm talking to my corporate clients and they're like, oh yeah, like we don't have to really worry about that. You know, it's a small, like, right. It's the same thing we talked about. I think on all the safety episodes we talked about, I was like, what are the chances that this is going to happen? We don't really need security, this and this and that. Totally. But like this event is considered probably one of the most exclusive, like tight knit events that you can go through. If you've ever watched like Casey Neistat talks about going to the Oscars and this is like a pretty big, like online celebrity. He had to go through so much crap in order to go. And I had friends who have attended the Oscars as well. And like, it's so scrupulous. And then that's even just to like get to like the top level, right? To be like a separated from all the celebrities. Then you freaking are among all celebrities. You know, like you said, we're among friends. We're among colleagues. We're televised. Our careers depend on it. And look, this still can happen. I think that we have to remember that when it comes to our events. That, like, to Dustin, you brought up the most perfect point. That anything can happen to any event and it can happen at any given moment. And that saying it won't happen here is not an excuse. Mm-hmm. There's only accepting the excuse that it that you're going to let something happen if it does happen. Right, and I don't think that the I don't think that the 
the lesson here is to overreact. I don't think that means, you know, security teams flanking the stage, but I do think that it it's a good conversation to have with your production team about making sure everybody understands who should be there and who should not be and be able to spot things when they're when they're wrong. And I think also, you know, at an event create an environment where it's not okay to go on stage where it's mm. like, you know, it is it really is a safe place and make sure that you haven't set up a casual environment where somebody feels like they can go up and whether they want to go give them a pat on the back or a slap on the face, it's, uh, it's, yeah. Well, it's yeah. interesting too. Like this almost like brings me back memories of like when they announced the wrong movie for the, the winner of the, of the, uh, of best film, you know, like, like, you know, things that you really think are not possible can totally happen at even the most well-produced events that we, we all look up to in so many different ways. Anything can happen. So it's, potentially going to happen to you too mm-hmm. yeah. um yeah what so I, I think you guys kind of brought up a good topic that made this is a good segue away from just talking about the slap in general but talking about like controversy and as it relates to events right like you talked about how it's going to affect both of these guys careers how do you think this is going to affect the the reputation of the oscars how do you think this reflects back yeah. on the event itself? I think it changes nothing. I think that the Oscars are where they are, and I don't think they're going to do better or worse because of it. I don't think that. I think that it is a. Um, it is it is an elite event for elite people that don't fit in today's culture in so many ways, and I think that this is. I don't think this is going to hurt them, and I don't think it's going to help them. Um, I think that it's it's just it's going to be a laughing stock and it's just going to be a joke. Do I think that 10, 10 million more people are going to tune into the Oscars to watch the next slap next year? No, I think that they're going to continue to do what they've been doing and go on their steady decline in viewership, which is mostly due to the way we consume content, not about the Oscars as much. So mm. is my opinion. I don't know. I don't, I don't think, I don't think they win or lose. I don't think, I think there's some people that there's going to be some armchair armchair experts that are going to, you know, expect something of them and, you know, open investigation and talks about taking away Oscars and all that shit. I don't think it matters what they do personally. Mm. I think Nick would agree if he was here. (laughs) (laughs) He's just like, he proxy vote comes in. (laughs) Well, Nick, if you're listening, let us, let us know what you think. What do you think, Chewy? Does it help him or hurt him? Does it matter? Well... My annoyance, like frustration comes from the fact that drama and gossip and like scandal gets people's attention. So regardless of the incident that happened, regardless, it's just it's the talk. It's the talk of the town. And it's unfortunate because there were so many great things that happened during the Oscars that totally got oversighted, like Mm -hmm. the first ever death act supporting actor um, from Coda. And there was just so many little special moments like that. The fact it was just like when coming from a DEI lens, it was like so beautiful to like Mm -hmm. watch all of that and for people to feel more included or more seen in, in the, the winds of the evening that it, it did completely get overshadowed with this. I wish more people were talking about, you know, just what happened with Liza and just like that support there. Or like I said, with the CODA supporting actor, Troy, and there was, I feel like there was definitely, oh, um, first openly queer Mm -hmm. woman to win an award. Like those are all a 
beautiful human achievements that and it's like going in the right direction and so that would be my only i mean is it good i think pr like in regards to good or bad whatever happened what's that saying it's like it's always good for for so from that end yeah i mean that's what people that's why people wash trash Mm -hmm. tv in in my opinion um it's a bit so like so i say this to you i say do you think had this not happened, we all would have woken up to our news feeds filled with accolations for the oh. first deaf supporting actor? Do you think that it would be a story days later? Would we be on November talking about the achievements of these people? I don't think, and that's why I say it changes nothing. Like, I actually don't, I don't know. I actually think that the good thing is, is that there are a lot of people talking about going on the anti of this and having the conversation you just had where it's like, but we're missing all these great things that happened. People that probably so wouldn't have mentioned it. it. Yeah. People yeah. that probably wouldn't have mentioned them. I bet you there's more mentions from those people that are trying to have conversations that are not about the slap that is getting more time than they would have gotten if they were just standalone. That's a good point. Like, I'm wondering if we look back to, like, when Parasite won, right? Like, it was such a big achievement for, like, a non-American movie to win Best Picture and to bring so much light into, you know, a fully subtitled film, which, like, I think for I know so many people who literally never watch foreign films or now watch them because of that movie. And and now it has the opportunity to, like, drive my car had the complete potential to win best picture. Right. So I, I actually agree with you. I think that it it as shitty as it is, it shadowed things, but it was like taking something that normally would get, you know, 2% of the news feed. Now the event gets a hundred percent of the news feed and then therefore is giving attention to something that usually doesn't get a lot of attention. So now it's like, it's amplifying. So sure the percentage of attention isn't high, but then the, the quantity of impressions is high. That makes any sense at all. Yeah, for sure. And even as I go back to this BizBash article and I'm just scrolling through really quickly, like <clears throat> these event profs that weighed in, they got to mention the great things that happened there. And and it's, you know, I think there's, I think the, the light that was drawn to it, as shitty as it was, I hope that um, that everybody gets to appreciate all the good that happened there. It wouldn't have been a headline if it wasn't for this. So, uh, yeah, take it. I- Another I thing I want to go ahead. No, you first. Oh, no, mine's got a completely different. No, uh, I just think about, okay. <laughs> I we think about all it. the recordings we've done. And one of the things that I see now, like three, four days after is people go into like all the archives and pull up like skits mm. and people saying this about ball. Like mm. there's so much out there now that people like resurface from like 2001. I'm seeing mm-hmm. all these. And so. I mean, I hope we kind of, us four don't ever get famous outside the event industry because there's going to be some, so much dirt to pull out. Yeah, don't worry. I think, that's I, my, that's... I think I put the nail in that coffin a long time ago. <laughs> um, so I got, a, I got another kind of event prof, um, potentially topic to think about. Uh, you know, some big thing you talked about Coda winning best picture. Um, you know, first of all, Apple didn't win the Oscar. It was the production crew and the actors and everybody put the film together. So I want to just say that as a film person, this like Apple didn't win the thing. But one important thing that happened is this is the first time a streaming service has ever won, has ever been a movie that went straight to st- streaming service, won Best Picture. Do you think that this is a uh, evidence, a uh, 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 proof of the future to come that, you know, this idea of big movie studios, you know, going to the movie theater, like, right, that people – that the best kind of quality stuff can also go direct to home 
Do you think that's possible? Yes. Yeah. I mean, that was an issue or a topic last year with Netflix and Apple and, you know, all these streaming platforms. So I'm glad you brought that up. But yeah, we're just we got we're changing you guys we gotta figure out isn't that really what it's all about like isn't that what the competitiveness Mm. of an awards program is about it's about pushing people to excel to create content that is amazing and it's Mm. no it's no different than what we do and it's you know like who the hell cares what platform or who produced it that's not what that's not what it should be about and like most things in life and the Oscars are just a little bit behind or, or a whole lot behind, like it doesn't matter where you consume it. It shouldn't matter. It shouldn't matter if it ever hits a theater because the reality is, is the day is going to come where the theaters don't exist anymore. That is the reality. So they better, they better start acknowledging that there's great, amazing content being created outside of what they think are the traditional norms or the things that they've celebrated traditionally in the past. Will and I are definitely A-less AMC members. <laughs> yeah, 100%. Have we talked about this before? I don't know, but I'm, I'm a you big... You just guessed? I'm a big, well, no, because you go to movies a lot, and, yeah, and yeah, yeah. I do too. And I so. made a Nicole Kidman joke about... <laughs> if you, you know you're an A-list member when you find it. Anytime they say, like, thank you to the A-list members, I'm like, that's us, that's cool. us. Thank you. Yeah, I know. Thank I always you. high-five my, my buddy Brandon. <laughs> that's really funny, yeah. Um, yeah, I, well, so one point I will say is I don't know if necessarily movie theaters are going to die, but I do think that you're right. Everything else you said, though, I think is right, um, Dustin. It doesn't matter where it is. It can still be great content. And I think that that's something that I think to keep in mind, too, when it comes to your conference is that, you know, people aren't going to be going to see a big keynote that they can watch the TED, the TED version of on YouTube, right? They're wanting exclusive content. They're wanting something that I can only get here. But if you're going to deliver them something that they can watch at home, you know they're going to be out, right? Like same same with quality too. Like here's the thing, like I always say, like I have a I have a home theater like setup, surround sound. That's my one flex, Dustin, per episode. Um, <laughs> but th- it's important. I don't know that, that a surround of... sound is a big flex. Like that's a 90s okay. That's a nineties flex. I'm not I'm not going to continue to flex, but my I, my home theater is pretty set set up well. Um, so, but it's because I love movies. I love collecting movies. I love like showing movies to my friends that they haven't seen before. Well, the point is though is like I have a pretty probably a setup that's further than most people's, but I still go. See every movie that comes out. In fact, tonight I'm going to go see a movie. Tomorrow night I'm going to go see a movie in theaters. I think that 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 experience is also very different in some ways. So, but if you release a movie that you know doesn't have great sound quality, that the picture isn't the most amazing, right? You know, let's say like Jackass Forever, which I did actually see in theaters. But there, there's a movie that is just meh. I might just decide to watch it at home. And I think a lot of people are now saying that too, Mm -hmm. that they're like, you know what? Like I could just watch this at home, especially for those who aren't as hardcore about like audio quality and video quality, I guess, as I am. So I think that's one thing to kind of keep in mind for the future too. Mark my words in our lifetime, we will watch the last cinema theater close in our lifetimes. Mark my words. It'll be like a blockbuster bookmark, bookmark this episode. I'm not saying all theaters. I'm saying like your traditional cinema theater that we have today it will all turn down into a few scattered boutique type, very expensive to go oh, to. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, I, I can get down with that. I don't think it will necessarily disappear, but it will, it will like one will exist per city and it will be and a will super be, high end experience. And it will be very expensive and it will be for yeah. it will be for the to do's and everybody else can watch it on their their mm. sounds around that they bought off of Will on eBay. 
<laughs> I, I think I'll add into that for something like that to happen too, that the quality of pr- like projection screens, VR, things like that will have to go up significantly too. Like we're getting to the point where like our AirPods sound better than any speaker that you ever owned in the 90s, right? Um, but I think that, that people are going to still potentially crave high quality. But yeah, the more high quality things get, more things go, like we said, we talked about the beginning, the, the, the more, more high quality the cameras are, the better beautiful stages that you can have to show mm-hmm. detail into. So I think that that's a very, very good point that that can happen. But I don't think they'll completely disappear, but they will become way, way more. Mm-hmm. And you won't have one in every community. It won't be like that. It's like it'll be like you drive. It'll be like a stadium. It'll be like a football stadium. Totally. Where you get one or two per city and that's what you get and you pay a fortune, but you sit in a chaise lounge and somebody feeds you grapes while it's happening, which sounds great to me. Do you think, though, that 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 point, right, we almost saw like so you have one, you know how you have like one home, uh, one home stadium for your football team, but you can go watch the game at the bar. You can, um, you know, that your kid plays football inside of his like high school's um, football stadium. Do you think that what we'll see then is with movies is that people will then that don't want to go to the big gigantic arena to watch it or whatever it is. They then decide to have their own personal home theater more or they um, decide that uh, maybe people decide to have pop up theaters as events when movies come out or something like that. I wonder if that could be something that could happen in the future. I love too. the pop-up theater idea. I would absolutely attend something like that. It's hard yeah. with like distribution, right? I was like, like, yeah, have you ever fought for one of those licenses? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Let me tell you. But maybe, maybe it'll become more often or maybe it'll become less shamed upon because streaming will become so ubiquitous now, right? It's like no one – okay, I, uh, don't come after me uh, – be- uh, BMI and ASCAP, but like you're, it's really hard for you to get in trouble for like putting Spotify on a loudspeaker in a park for your charity event, mm-hmm. right? Like, I'm wondering if that becomes kind of the the ubiquitousness of mm-hmm. it all. Yeah. You know what there's, else I just there's thought There's a reason about? that drive-in movie, like those pop-up drive-in mm-hmm. movie theaters, play such shitty movies, <laughs> and it's a <laughs> not in LA because in they LA. look like shit on them. No, but it's also now. like they don't. You don't get the same access to movies. You don't get to True. just like like. And Sound, I think yeah, that. And I think that's smart, right? If I was if I was producing film, I wouldn't just give it to any Yahoo that wants to put on a show. Like you want it to be presented in a certain way. Well, that's definitely the the argument too. Sorry, we're getting so knee deep in movies right now. I, I don't think, it's think okay. I've ever got. Wait, can to I talk, talk about, about an experience that I think would like benefit movies and shows slash yeah, from us. experience? So, Bridgerton season two just came out, and I'm attending on 420 a Queen's Ball that is like. I think that's like so incredible. I think so doing more like of those that, kind of things where you immerse so yourself into the experience and to the world of whatever show or movie you're obsessed with or, you know, like this, that and the other. It that is so helpful to like I'll use Bridgerton, for example, because it's everyone's going to be dressed in their empire ways, you know, gowns and there's going to be choreographed dancing like exactly like if you watch Bridgerton and people are going to mm. post about it as well, which is only going to benefit in hype up whatever that you know the show or the movie so i think that i would absolutely do something like that where if if i was in charge of promoting a certain movie that's coming out that's oscar worthy i would Mm -hmm. curate some pop-up and experiences around that yeah i think it's an interesting point i actually do think that like a venue that was more of like a dinner theater experience that was like thematic food and beverage and environment around the filming, like where it's like, it's a thing you go and do on a Saturday night and it's a full date night and you see a movie. Like, I think that's really fun. 
I think that the, the soda pop and popcorn type thing is what I'm talking about. That's just, yeah. But it would well, still be like the, $10. But it's going it, to, but it's going to be $250 a person. <laughs> <laughs> I, uh, I'll, I'll give a chance for us to uh, mention one of our past episodes, but uh, like way back, like one of our first episodes, we did an episode on uh, Westworld activation that we did, uh, or that they did at CES in 2020. Um, my gosh, that feels like such a long time ago. But that's a that's a good um, one to watch if you're talking about creating experiences around a TV or a movie brand. Um, yeah, exactly what you guys are talking about. So, I love it. I love it. Well, kids, I think we did a good job at uh, talking about the Oscars. Overall, I think it's a win. Proud of the Oscars. Did a good job. Looked great. Um, Yeah. And I think everybody can walk away from this going, who the hell could ever come on my stage and slap somebody? And let's figure out how to make sure that never happens. True. Agreed. 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 Shall we wrap it up here? Well, my friends. I want to thank you for taking time out of your evening. And I know I know, we don't know when everybody's listening to this, but I will let you know that the Brew Crew is always hard at work. And we record this in the evening after our day jobs. And uh, we're really proud to do it. So, William, Tui, always a pleasure. Pleasure, Dustin. That was sweet. Same. Yeah. Dustin says something nice, you guys. You got to wait until the end of the episode to hear it. That's right. You don't want to... <laughs> Words wanna of open, affirmation. You, you don't want to open with that. Well, we appreciate everybody that's listening. Um, I think we're going to get back to our viewer questions probably by next week. So there's lots of time for you to submit your question. If you heard an episode and you agree with us, you disagree with us, you just want to fight with us, you want to send us compliments. We love compliments. So um, those can be sent to Tui directly. Everything else can come to (laughs) eventbrew at helloendless.com. And we've got the fabulous, fabulous outro man, we should give him a name. We'll think about that for next week. But let's throw it. I feel like we could say room. that for years. <laughs> I know. That's true. That's true. The sexy radio voice happens now. Bye. Thanks again for listening to Event Brew. Be sure to rate and review us on your favorite podcasting app. Also, be sure to head over to eventbrew.com and leave us a comment about this week's episode. Ask a follow-up question or tell us what topics you want to hear covered. See you next time on Event Brew. Event Brew.